Hey, can you do me a favor? What? Can you not get COVID again? I will do my absolute best, but apparently I'll be safe for like two more months. And so then you're. So I've heard. And then your immune system won't remember shit. Right. Yeah. Just apparently. Just like, just like me? apparently. <laughs> that was a fun joke. If any of you or your family members have had COVID, you don't remember anything from the time that you had it. So that was a, that was a fun in joke. Which is it's funny that you say that because like we've we had conversations like even pre COVID yeah. mm-hmm. that I don't remember and that you don't remember. Yeah. Not at all. Like absolutely nothing is in my brain. Yeah. It's like it wiped my memory. It was awful. Well, it's it was a hard reset. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the router shit now let's fucking it was so bad let's turn it off Ooh. power cycle yeah because we we had conversations and then you were texting me like hey mm-hmm. what's the topic that you're doing i was like i've told mm-hmm. her three times what my topic is and i was like oh no mm-hmm. oh yep. no don't it's, don't even remember it's the covid talking yeah, it's so the i was like poor sweetie so i just oh fun, fun story time though um I, I went back to work recently so I've, i'm over my like my two weeks you know you're everything's well fine i'm okay weeks. but I went back to work and the second day I was there, somebody came up to me and they were dick nosing their mask and they were like, man, they had glasses on, which I haven't worn contacts to work because they're just really irritating yeah, right you now. you glasses. Yeah. So I've been wearing glasses. Yeah, yeah. And she walked up to me and was complaining that her glasses fog up, right? Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> and she was my. like, oh my God, I, I hate wearing these masks. This is just the worst thing in the whole world. Ugh. And I was like, yeah, you know, I've had COVID now, so I'm never going to complain about my glasses ever again because... You know, almost dying wasn't worth complaining about a mask. Because you weren't doing too well for a little uh, bit. No, it was not fun. I didn't end up in the hospital, thank the Lord, but it wasn't fun. Yeah, so. you yeah. were like in and out. Like you would stop bad. texting me and I'm like, she dead? <laughs> I don't know if she's asleep or dead. Like, yeah. how's the fever? Can you breathe? Like, let's go over the 12 point check real quick. Yeah, it was, it was great. But now I have a really like sassy way to shut customers down for being dumb fucks. So it's pretty good. <laughs> so for the listeners, I know that our episodes have come out. Obviously, we put out an episode yes. last week. And the week before. And the week before. So I put in a rule when we started this, which is during covid mm-hmm. i said that i wanted two episodes in the shoot just in case yes. one of us caught it or got sick whatever mm-hmm. you know and zoe caught it <laughs> so the two episodes rolled out per usual as zoe was still in her incubation Woo. quarantine i meant yeah. to say quarantine, death time not- <laughs> death time it's just it is what it is so we were not we did not get together to record those were just pre-recorded yes yeah two weeks prior yeah to so. that because you got sick right after episode 12 dropped yeah i got i got confirmation that friday like the day episode 12 came out I oh think. yeah mm-hmm. then you yes okay so mm-hmm. then here's another twist to that story Ooh. we were hanging out oh, less than God. 24 hours before that so let's 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 break down everything yeah. that happened oh, let's let's break down all the consequences because your dumb fuck Co-worker, co-worker didn't wear her mask and got yeah. covid and spread it to a couple of you oh, guys yeah, at yeah. work she's, she's still not wearing it by the way that's that's the thing that gets me the worst she's she even after having covid she's still not wearing it yes because it's really frustrating because we do our part yes. to make sure that we are safe out in public oh, we yeah. wear our mask wash our hands do everything that we possibly can to make sure that we can come together and do this yep but because somebody's like i don't want to wear a mask this is what happened so here's Ooh. what happened we got together wednesday night no tuesday, tuesday night, night. Because we were watching the election. elections because mm-hmm. I was really stressed at my house yep. because of the elections, because my father and I do not agree politically right. at all. So I was like, I need to leave. I do not feel good being in the house. Yep. I needed to leave. So I left, went over to Zoe's house. Less than 24 hours later, you were positive so, with COVID. You, were, you had it, but you didn't have yeah. confirmation until Friday. Correct. So that Tuesday night, too, we went and bought pizza. 
and we shared a marinara sauce i went over that in my head i uh-huh. did not you didn't okay, no cool. i did not because i was i was like oh god how did you not because like so okay but you like, definitely it was were there. Like, next to me though like we were within six feet oh we were sitting yeah. next to each other watching mm-hmm. the bagel bites episode yeah so so we were right next to each other yeah. i still don't know how you have, you have superior genes is i don't the only answer i don't know how because less than 24 hours mm-hmm. later you came down with symptoms i also came over that day mm-hmm. to drop off the sticker yeah because i was like my brain's feeling a little weird but i hadn't like put two and two together because i didn't know she was positive like the only yeah. reason i figured out i had COVID is because i found out that my coworker was positive and i was like oh god i better go get tested because something is wrong yeah so Ooh. because zoe came down with covid i missed my best friend's wedding yep i'm still mad about that i was not thrilled that she had me in the wedding i'm not thrilled that she had her wedding mid-covid but Mm -hmm. life people make those choices people want to take that risk and there people people were there with masks but i was not thrilled being there in the reception Mm -hmm. the ceremony was outside yeah so so that would have been fine but indoor reception's a little it it was a little cramped and i was not okay with that so I ended up having to call her, Isabeau, mm-hmm. and say, hey, here's, I'm just going to point blank tell you what happened. Let's, let's figure out what we need to yeah. do. But then it just kind of all deraveled and it was like, no, it, you yeah. can't show up. Like you might actually have it. Right. I didn't get it. I'm so glad you didn't get it. I'm so sad that you weren't able to go, but I'm so glad you didn't get it. I'm so glad too. Oh, I, was, I mean, I still got to watch the ceremony front yeah. row because, um, the girls were super sweet yeah and they got me in on facetime see and that's 10 out of 10 the dude that okay so here's what happened i got dressed mm-hmm. like in my dress i put on they they facetimed me as they were getting ready and i was like what the fuck color is your eyeshadow because i don't do makeup yeah so i was like <laughs> what color because i put on gray i was like this is not right so they were like we're doing gold i was like i got this so i pulled Perfect. out this palette someone bought me like 500 years ago and i gold up my eyes i got Ooh. my bouquet together girl put on the dress and then i went out in the back porch and i was standing there like i was walking down the aisle that's so cute and the guy who i was supposed to walk down the aisle with was handed the phone that i was on (laughs) and he like i got to walk down the aisle still i'm gonna cry that's so cute and i told the guy i was like you were in charge of me seeing my best friend get married you better fucking make sure i can see the whole thing and he did he he was he was on it he made sure i saw the whole thing and everyone was super nice that i was on the phone like people would grab the phone and talk to me and like even during the reception i told the girl who was calling me back i was like hey like it's really hard to be on the phone i can't hear anybody i feel like i'm like also dragging data like Mm -hmm. just call me when it's the ceremony like the cake the yeah. garter toss thing whatever yeah. i was like just call me when the ceremony stuff is so she kept calling me back and i was like thank you so much and like people yeah. like people people who mattered knew what right. was going on so they would come over and like say hi to me on the phone and okay like, see that's really yes cool. it was super sweet and her dad like i like i would go mm-hmm. over to her place when we were younger and he we would talk and whatnot mm-hmm. and he would grab the phone and he'd be like okay they're doing the cake ceremony this is so she's sweet cutting, she's cutting the cake oh oh he he stuffed the cake in her face. <laughs> I'm going to cry. That is the cutest thing. It was thing. so sweet because I thought it was really going to be shit. I was really, really, really upset that I could not yeah. be there. But the ceremony was beautiful. I got to see it. And it worked out okay. <sighs> don't cry. I'm actually like, Why there are, are tears in crying? my eyes. I don't Jesus, know. It was sweet. It was that's nice. so nice. It was really nice. Everything oh, was really nice. That's the nicest thing I've heard since I got COVID. Like, legitimately, that's the nicest. Like, oh. Yeah. They made accommodation. And then I fucking tested negative which i'm still glad for yeah i don't I don't care i'm still glad that you were negative because that was the worst ride of my life i'm so sorry it's fine stop crying that's i'll get there eventually <laughs> i really don't know why i'm tearing up so much it's, it's just the COVID. so sweet probably it's the recovery it's yeah because the recovery is almost as bad yeah because you slept 
mm-hmm. and you're still exhausted. Yes. Yeah. Like I'll work like five hours and then I'll straight up like go home and nap for two. Yep. And then I can like get up and do stuff. It's awful. Because usually you only run off of like four hours of sleep. Yeah. And I'm still sleeping like 10 jesus yes it's not normal for it's you it's so bad that's more than me yeah it's bad i don't like it i don't like being tired i talked to uh another member of like my close-knit like family that's like not family you know yeah, yeah. uh they don't wear masks which pisses me off oh but God. uh they're both older they're like in their 60s and one both of them had covid and i saw them at work the other day and they weren't wearing masks wonder like, why oh my god but they came in and she was telling me she had it she was cleared she ended her quarantine the 31st of like halloween uh-huh. and she's still tired like now and i was like oh shit oh, oh no my God. oh no so we'll see how it goes that's just the, that's the thing about the virus like some people are okay but more often than not there's such yeah. long lasting side effects and with your heart palpitations yes. that you don't have yeah uh, i've never had heart palpitations uh and I've, I've started having them especially when i like i lay down to go to sleep that's when they start yep and i'm like god damn it as somebody who oh. has heart palpitations i'm so sorry they're like it's terrifying nausea inducing yes. it's terrifying it's awful like i thought i was dying i was like am i having a heart attack what's happening yep and then i did some googling and found out that's a common symptom for people when they're in recovery for covid and i was like that's bullshit it is some bullshit so and there's that and then sucks. i'm still having nosebleeds like that's something that nobody else that i've talked to who's had covid nobody in the medical field i've talked to had like knew about it like i don't know what why it's happening but it's getting to the point where like i'll get a nosebleed like once every two days and it's so bad that like it drips down my face or it like goes down the back of my throat and it's the worst Jesus. man Jesus yeah I have it to ask happened ben. at work the other day like oh it's bad oh it so, happened at work yeah oh. I was like this sucks so yeah bleeding out your fun. nose is not fun no I've never had them before either so. I'll ask, I'll ask COVID's Ben because Ben's in charge of the mm-hmm. COVID patients yeah at Duke so bless him and all that he does yep oh it's man wild. Uh, yeah, it's wild it's something it's it's and a lot of people i guess don't want to wear the masks because it's like well do you know anybody but at this point it's like mm-hmm. how do you not know yeah. somebody who but has had it listening like, to the horror stories dude because yeah what are we at now 230 240 i haven't deaths? looked because i get mad yeah well what ben mm-hmm. and savannah my brother and sister-in-law future mm-hmm. sister-in-law what they what they see and what the what the people don't know is the people who almost die from covid mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, there's only 230. Like, that's the flu. But it's the people who almost die, like the tracheas and the heart damage and the brain and you can't smell. And, like, it's whenever they have to puncture someone's, you know, throat to get through to – because a lot of the people who come in who can't breathe, their lungs have to be bypassed and their hearts have to be bypassed. And a lot of people don't think about the damage. It's not – it's not pretty. It's not clean. It's very invasive to save your life. It's not fun. Also, this is not talked about. I've not heard anybody else bring this up, but except mm. my brother, when you're put on the machine that bypasses your heart mm-hmm. and your lungs, the virus makes your blood clot. Oh, that makes and sense. It causes the machine to fail. That makes sense. So, so they the, have to pump you full of like warfarin and heparin to keep your blood thin. And they also have to wash the machine, yeah. otherwise you die. Which has like long-term effects on everything. everything. Yep. So, oh lord. I didn't even think about that. Yep, That's awful. It's the people who don't die and all the side effects from that. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. Yeah. There's, um, my husband was telling me about somebody, 
um, some famous person who had COVID like very, very beginning. Uh Um, And he still has like heart palpitations and he actually has arthritis symptoms now like caused by COVID. And I've noticed in my thumbs, I'm having a lot of pain just like in my thumb joints. So I'm like, oh no, what? Oh my fuck. It's wild. I don't like it. And it kills me too, because everybody at work, when they found out I was positive, they were like, what? You're like one of the most careful people yeah, here. You, How did you get it? Yeah, you have a three ply like, mask yeah. that I made. Yeah, that I, like I wash between uses. I make sure that it's clean. I sanitize my hands. I sanitize everything that I touch. I don't know how I got it, and I'm real mad about it. Yep. But here we are. Yeah, here we are because yeah, because I yell at you, don't ever, and you don't. No, because I don't either. No, I am so cautious. Every time I leave the house, I wear a mask. Like I don't take my mask off as soon as I leave the building. I take it off when I'm in my car. Yep. Like. I don't know how I got it, but I'm mad about it. It do be like that sometimes. It really do. But you survived. Yes. We'll we'll handle the yeah the the recovering side effects. Yes. As they come. Yep. And we'll ramp back up to make sure that we're still providing content consistently. So we love doing this. Yes. This is great. This is we missed this high point. We were both like we want to get back to podcasting. Yes. Because this is so much fun. It is. It's great. And getting to share fun stories with everybody is probably my favorite thing. So yeah. I'm here for a for a good time and hopefully a long time. Hopefully so. a long time. Yeah. You'll be here a long time. Yeah. It'll be okay. It'll be all right. Ooh. But you know what's also good? What? Scary stories. Yeah. yeah. This week's uh-huh. episode. Yes. Oh yeah. Is our first ever alien episode. It is. So I hope you enjoyed that new Ooh. new 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 theme song. Intr- there we go. Yeah. New intro intro theme. theme. Intro An theme. extra theme. New theme. Blake the Snake made it. Thanks, Blake. Thanks, Blake. He he was. We told him we were gonna do because I was reluctant to do aliens. I was like, aliens, oh, it's not God, paranormal. So but good. guess what? Aliens is paranormal. I googled yeah, it, it and I was like, fuck, we have to do. I counts. So I was like, as soon as Blake comes up with the paranormal intro song, we can yes. do it. Also, if you're if you're listening to this, take a look at the <gasps> the picture for this episode. <gasps> There's a little Easter egg in it. I'm that, so excited. That about I made. It. I made that. I'm yes. so excited. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm fucking around. I'm going to do this. She sent it to me and I straight up screamed. Well, you were, I, oh, God. I was so excited. It, I think it took a minute because you were like, this this is <laughs> the thing. And then I was like, look closer. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> look a little better. Was, when you see it, look even closer. Yeah. Yeah. The first time you see it, you'll think you see it and you don't all the way. Yeah. Keep, you, keep you gotta, looking. You got to look twice. You got to zoom twice. So yeah. take a look at that picture. That's going to be our little <laughs> Easter egg for alien episodes. And that's how you know it's going to be alien episodes. I'm so excited. But if you like what we do. Yes. And you want to support us and help us keep going on and doing this because every every little bit helps. Yes. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash haunt her. I barely know her. And that'll be super dope. And in the mid roll of our episode, we will give your name a shout out. And we have two tiers up now. Mm-hmm. We have the medium tier and the investigator tier. And yes, you we can do. go check those out and see what they offer. And they're pretty cool. Yeah. If you If you sign up for the medium tier, you get a sticker. Yes, you do. Yes. We've got two people who got stickers. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Three people? Was it three or oh, two? Oh, it was Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin got a sticker. Yeah. Too. I was about to say, there's three of them now. Oh. Which... Oh. Yes. We have to read a letter. We have to read a letter? We, we got read... a letter? We got a letter back from Rachel. <gasps> okay. Where's my backpack? Uh, I don't know where your backpack is. Is it next to you? It might be. Oh, it's over there. All right. Time Probably out. Over there. Time out. We're going to. We're going to. Okay. I got the letter. We just got a letter. letter. <laughs> uh. Okay, I got up. I got the letter. Okay. Um, okay. So, oh, wow, is that like all fancy? Seals? Yes. So she's There's very fucking wax on it. She's, shit. She's very crafty. <gasps> if you want to check out her Instagram, let me pull that up in just a second. She has an Instagram where she makes stuff, but she she's very crafty. She 
makes this is really interesting she makes bugs mm-hmm. dead deceased she doesn't kill them she finds them dead right and also bones of deceased animals and that's she the makes, coolest thing and she makes jewelry out of it and at first i was like that's kind of like that's a little odd that's a little odd but then she like delved into it more yeah. and checked and and showed me pictures of it i was like no 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 this is fucking cool i take it all back i apologize that's so like niche and cool it and is i love it it's great like apparently it's actually a thing that they do but anyways yeah. so if you want to check her out that's um death ray designs and ray is r-a-e death ray designs on instagram i love that so much yes i can't even stand it she's awesome she's the one who has the legend of zelda tattoo sleeve ah! so she yeah she put the wax with her seal on the, on the i'm thing. so excited so she she we mailed her the sticker yeah and then she sent us something back so we're gonna open it on the show i'm so she excited. also has been listening to us since day one mm. so it says katie groves and zoe exclamation point <gasps> that's so sweet if i can open this jesus do 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 there we go i was making you some theme music i noticed i was trying to ignore you <laughs> <clears throat> mm-hmm. all right all right getting it together all right, here we go. It. oh she wrote a little ghost okay <gasps> my dearest spooky bitches thank you for the sticker and for the content gold i'm gonna read this wrong because i'm having a hard time i'm hard i, I suck at reading i believe so, in you i'm very proud of you both this is don't cry i am gonna cry again <laughs> shit this is the first podcast i've listened to one day uh one i'm so sorry i'm so sorry this is the first podcast i've listened to one day one premiere premiere yeah that lo- that looks better it kills me how strong y'all started i'm sh- i'm i'm super excited to listen to y'all grow secret secret time oh i'm not gonna read that out loud okay <gasps> secret time <gasps> okay but katie if you get to know a practice clairvoyant you should totally let them check out your ghosty ghost <gasps> in my dad's house that's a good idea but we're moving so yeah oh well too bad so uh, sad <laughs> Letters are also my new fave thing to do, so maybe expect those. I'm totes gonna make y'all some jewelry when I get that sometime. Rachel. And she put a That's little, so she put a sweet. Ghost in the heart. I love that. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. This is my favorite thing ever, getting like mail on the show. Oh my goodness. I like how she put the secret time though, so I didn't secret read that. Secret time. Read that out loud. So you can read that and see where she you right? I wanna we're gonna we're gonna fucking she's gonna teach me today, Rachel. You're gonna teach me as soon as you hear I'm this. I'm so excited. You can't even understand we're gonna get this her is on the this best show. thing yeah like, we're, we're gonna, gonna have to yeah mm-hmm. 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 okay all right so patreon yes we read the note yes please so let's let's get into let's, some stories spooky let's, stories let's flip flip that coin right. my boy Flip that coin, m'lady. <laughs> Tips, fedora. <laughs> Thanks. What do you want? Uh, booty. Booty ass. I go first. Okay. It actually landed on heads. Okay. So I'm going to go first. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, in, in true, we haven't recorded in a while. I had to booty ass. So it's fine. I know I haven't seen you in two weeks, but like, eh. <laughs> do what it be. You're, you're just much. Okay. So yes, for today's first alien episode <gasps> i'm so excited we picked, y'all we picked two topics to kind of like wet the palates yeah sate the plates sate the plates i like that one the the tongue plates the yeah. palate sate the palate yeah yeah sate the plate sate the I, plate. Like I don't know okay don't know, either you way you know what it'd, do what it'd be, it'd be it's like fine. that it's the coven it's it's because we haven't been around each other yeah, that's also true okay so for me yes katie groves 
I'm going to be talking about the Travis Walton abduction. Oh, shoot. It is, it's a little short, so I only have like two and a half pages of notes. That's okay. But we can probably digress a little bit and expand on it. You know me. Oh, I do. Yeah, you love aliens. That's why we're doing this. So we're going to, we're going to talk about the Travis Walton abduction. It's one of the most well-known abduction stories Mm -hmm. just because there were six witnesses to the seventh guy getting abducted. (gasps) No way. Yes. What the fuck? It has the most fucking witnesses that were documented. Okay, this is wild. All right. All right, I'm settled in. I'm strapped. To start our adventure. The incident occurred on November 5th, 1975. It's my husband's birthday. What? Not 75, but November 5th. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, you did. I thought it was the 4th. No. That's bad. Okay. It is. (laughs) (laughs) That's COVID. We're going to let you pass. You want me to edit that out? You can. Yeah, that's fine. Are you sure? Yeah. It doesn't matter. We're going to leave it in. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> November 5th, not your husband's birthday, 1975, in Site Greaves National Forest near <sighs> Snowflake, Arizona. I think I said Site Greaves right. Okay. Number number one problem with this story. Snowflake, Arizona. Arizona. Does it? It's it, on the north. I think it's on the northern end of Arizona. Does it snow in Arizona? That's an ignorant question. Some places. Okay. I think the Grand... Because I know I like... I think it, there's it, some <sighs> spots that are mountain-ish through arizona okay i'm gonna google that later yeah i know i had the same look snowflake in arizona gets 103 yeah excuse me no it's fine so snowflake arizona the national forest that is there is the largest has has the largest expansion Mm -hmm. of pine trees a particular type of pine trees in that area so it's become just a national forest to preserve those pine trees so at the time they hired loggers mm-hmm. to come in and kind of clear the area a little bit better and just kind of make it better for yeah. shit to grow better yeah so here we are so loggers okay a group of loggers so okay walton was a logger in the forest and he was with a crew of six other men we're, we're gonna we're just gonna get right into this there's there's no hey, like for me. there's yeah. no prelude to this it just was one day they were leaving their right. job and shit hit the fan they were all all seven of them total including walton were in a truck headed out of the woods for the evening. They had done, okay. they had finished logging. Now, it's something to note that these men are a little rugged. They're loggers, right. obviously. So they all also don't have the best past. Yeah. As, as, as a blue collar worker, right? Yeah. You couldn't get like an office job. It's like, eh, you got, I did a little crime here and there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like low key, but like, yeah. Right. Okay. So they were leaving. And as they were driving through the forest, they noticed that there was a particular spot up in the woods okay. that was just bright. There was just a light encompassing the whole area of trees. Okay. One of the guys was a Navy okay. something. He was on, he said he was on an aircraft carrier and mm-hmm. he, he's seen lights, right? Like, yeah, aircrafts. And like the kind of lights that are on aircrafts and so that, on and so forth. And then yeah. like lighthouses, like okay. lights that are like, he just said he's seen a lot being yeah. on this aircraft carrier. He said nothing was like the light that was coming through the trees like this. It was, they, they described it as it was almost like a lampshade. Mm-hmm. Like it was just kind of like a blank slate of light. It oh, wasn't like that. beamed. It wasn't directional. It wasn't like headlights of a car. It was just, yeah. en- just encompassing is what they said. It's like almost like daylight. Yes. Just in a particular spot in the trees in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. I don't like that. Okay. So they drive towards it. As you do. And they came out through the clearing and Uh they said, there it was. There was the UFO. Okay. It was 15 to 25 feet off the ground. Okay. And had a dome 
on the top of its disc. So like your yeah. stereotypical like, like cartoon looking saucer with a dome mm-hmm. on top, right? Travis Walton jumps out of the truck. Oh my fucking god! And runs towards the UFO. The rest of them stay in the car. The six of the six other guys. Does, does grown- he think that it's like a joke? I don't know. He he did like, not. He, he was twenty one. Oh. 21, 22. Okay. They were all kind of younger ish. Okay. And he said that he just wanted to, I guess, kind of prove himself. Uh-huh. Didn't want the other. I think he said he didn't want the other guys to think that he was a wimp, a coward. Right. So he jumped out of the fucking car truck and ran towards I, I, it d- buddy i don't think that you're a wimp or a coward i just think you're dumb <laughs> <laughs> thank you lord thank you so as he approached the ufo he said there was a high-pitched oscillating frequency <gasps> that he described was kind of like on the high end of his earring like it kind of was just like really mm-hmm. like he probably shouldn't be hearing it but is mm-hmm. and it was just r- that high yeah he also said there was a lower frequency at the same time could yeah at the same time but he could also feel that one Mm -hmm. because it was so low also the driver in the truck said he could feel that lower frequency through the steering wheel of the truck oh god So as he was sitting there watching that he was like he said he had his elbow on the window his hands on the steering wheel and he said he just felt it like everyone felt that vibration i don't like that travis continues to get closer to the u.s (laughs) oh I'm sorry. That's just so dumb. Like, how? Why? Why are you like? Oh, look at this big shiny rock thing. I don't know what it is. It's, I'm gonna go touch it. It's the seventies. It doesn't know. matter. <laughs> okay. Oh. So, so he gets he gets closer to the UFO, and he said he kind of like crouched down because you're gonna hide from the big thing. I don't. I don't know. I think he was like like kind of like uh-huh. monkey crawling towards it. But he said as he went to stand up, that uh-huh. was the apex of him getting as close to the UFO. Uh-huh. as he did yeah when that happened he said a blinding bluish green light shot out from uh-huh. the us ufo and illuminated the whole area right so bright all six of the men in the truck could not see and looked oh. away so like okay. they all covered their eyes it was just for kind of like a split second kind of yeah. thing so they cover their eyes travis is right next to it mm-hmm. when the driver looked back up at travis mm-hmm. they saw him hovering off the floor <laughs> off the ground a couple of feet into the air, and it was said that he was stretched out, kind of like, yeah, kind of like your arms stretched out, and like just in that like classic T pose. Yeah, I don't like that. Cla- yes, T pose. Thank you. To which he was dropped from the air and smacked into the ground, unconscious. The driver freaks the fuck out. Yeah, and takes off with all six men in the car. Yeah. So they leave probably about a quarter of a mile, drive a quarter of a mile away because they're right. just at, they freaking the fuck so out. So they are freaking out because they just saw this. They don't even know what to think. Yeah. It's only 1975. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they don't so, have cell phones. It's nope. not like they can be like, hey. Nope. So they drove a quarter of a mile away and they discussed what they were going to do at that point because they didn't know if there were, there were people driving by. Mm-hmm that were hunters going in for the evening yeah. and so they didn't know if they were wanting to like rally some guys together to go mm-hmm. up there but they didn't want to get anybody else involved they didn't know how to call the cops because they're all yeah kind of got little shady backgrounds and yeah and who's gonna believe who's gonna you? believe them and then they were like well shit travis's oh we so just crumpled on the ground so the driver even though he said he was going to even though drove away mm-hmm. was like we need to go back okay so it's all like right. either stay or get in the truck all six of them got back in the truck yeah went back to that clearing Okay, that's pretty cool, though. Travis and the UFO were missing. Of course, yeah. Gone. Completely fucking gone. To which Travis went missing for five days. Holy shit. He was gone for five days. While Travis was missing. Uh Uh-huh. So so he gone, right? So the men who were 
witnessed it have to report oh by the way the seventh dude that was with us is now gone we can't find him here's what happened mm-hmm. nobody fucking believed him. oh of course not absolutely yeah. the fuck not one of the, i watched another documentary about this a long time ago which yeah. is why i know this topic one of the guys had kind of a beef with travis mm-hmm. and had the shadiest kind of background right so it was kind of like foul play right it was assumed that he did something right and there's also grown men with chainsaws yeah in the middle yeah. of a national forest oh there's bears it's fine you it's ain't fine. gonna find him bear poop so so they were all suspected of murdering travis yeah so whenever they went back up with the police officers they were like all right if you can just stop the fucking charades and just tell us where you put the body we can all go home yeah and this would just be over and they're like no no all six of us saw this it's like no you all are collaborating together yeah why just Mm -hmm. tell us just tell us yeah and they didn't they we're all rough men that were already pretty scared of their their history in the background you yeah know? so they were already afraid to go to the law so they were mm-hmm. already looking suspicious certainly yeah and they were going to get pinned for the murder yeah like the cops were 100 percent like trying to figure out when, how to make it make sense when you see the inside of the courtroom you're going to jail like right. it's going to happen you murdered this guy he like ufos yeah. aren't real blah blah blah. oh goodness travis was found oh okay I guess that makes sense. The brother-in-law got a phone call okay. from Travis five days later uh-huh. in a phone booth, random phone booth okay. in town. Oh. And Travis said, it's me. Mm-hmm. Help me. Like, I need help. Yeah. And the brother-in-law was like, no, you're not Travis. You know, da-da-da. Travis is dead. And, but Travis was like, no, dude, it's me. Yeah. Like, I need help. Here's where I am. Please come get me. Yeah. Like, I need help. So they get him. He's traumatized. Yeah. PTSD out the ass. Oh, for sure. He is completely broken. Yeah. He, whenever his brother-in-law came and grabbed him, someone came and got him. I can't remember who exactly what it was, but when he was picked up, he was hysterical. Oh, yeah. He couldn't get two words together. He didn't even know what was going on. He thought he was missing for a couple of hours. Yeah, I was about to say, how long do you think he was gone? He, I, someone said his recount was about two hours oh geez so the guy was like so travis was like i've you know i've only been gone this amount of time blah blah blah. and the guy who picked him up was like no man no feel your face travis reaches up and feels that he has five days worth of stubble on his beard oh god and that's i mean yeah that's a good way to get somebody to like recognize Nah, it's not been like two hours bro so travis completely loses his shit oh yeah it's just broken and a lot of people just thought he something traumatic had happened to him and he was just a pathological liar and it was just some story and so a lot of local authority people were like listen if you don't come clean about what happened we're gonna charge you for like making shit up and like wasting resources and blah 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 yeah so he kind of had a hard time talking about it at first and what ended up happening during that little time frame was his brother Mm -hmm. stood in and made all the decisions for travis because travis said that he was not in an emotional state to do anything which is fair he was so traumatized and a lot of back then he just said that ptsd was not a thing yeah it was it was you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps you're fine so it was shell shock it was he said one other thing that it's called, but like now he's diagnosed with PTSD. Yeah. Whereas back then it's like, you, it's, you it's just, just stop being hysterical, get it together. Right. Get it together. So oh. a lot of the time, whenever they would try to question him, he would just break down. He couldn't yeah. account the incident 
without losing it, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. So he, so he was incapable of telling the story that happened, yeah. which kind of further elated into no one believed him. Yeah, because, I mean, if you can't even recount the story of what happened, like, we know you're, quote, unquote, like, we know you're making it up or whatever, which right. is, you know, not true which when you put through true. something traumatic. Correct. So Ooh. this was something Travis was struggling with. However, however, the Aerial Phenomenon Research Organization, <gasps> you know them? No, I'm just, like, imagining what's going to happen. Because I feel like they're going to be like, yeah, no, there was a thing there that we can't explain. Close. Oh. Close. So it was a well-established UFO research organization. Yeah. Right out, they said near Arizona. Okay. Contacted, heard about Travis, you yeah. know, because of course it's a small town, newspapers blow up, Jesus. He had a bunch of interviews and he still today does interviews and stuff like that. Okay. So the organization reached out to him. And organized a hypno session <gasps> with a focus in a regression session. Yes. Which means, for those of you who don't know, because I didn't know either, it would allow Travis to tell the story, stripping away the fear so he could actually recount the tale. And what happened, yeah. Yes. So I wrote down, not exactly what he mm -hmm. said, but a recount of what he said. Yeah. So this is what Travis said he happened. This is what Travis said happened to him while he was on the UFO. Travis said he looked up, his, he opened his eyes, mm -hmm. he looked up, and he said he saw a bright light shining down at him, okay. and he thought he was in the hospital. So kind of like that, That's that, a that image, that like, mentality. Jump. Though he said he couldn't focus his eyes, so he mm. couldn't really see too well, and he also didn't move because he said he was in a lot of pain at first. Oh, yeah. So he kind of like looked down-ish, so he's laying flat on the table, mm -hmm. so he said he kind of looked down, to which he saw two figures- looking at him mm -hmm. and he described them as having underdeveloped features yeah. with no hair okay so i guess the grays yeah. is who we're i guess we're, who we're talking about so travis panics because mm -hmm. obviously this is not of a normal yeah it's human. not a hospital bud it's not normal people so Oof. he he lashed out at them and the two figures he said moved away from him i mm -hmm. guess to like the other side of the room he did get up from the table and grabbed a glass tube, what he said mm -hmm. was kind of like a glass tube because it was depicted as there was kind of like a table with Next to him, equipment, yeah. um, yeah. examination tools, right? Certainly, right. yeah. So he said he grabbed the glass tube and he tried to like break it to make a sharp weapon with it, mm -hmm. to which the two figures just left the room. Okay. So they just left him there. Okay. And I guess he, he described it as they didn't, they figured out they couldn't control him. Okay. So they left. Okay. He followed them out of the room, and he said he came out of the room into a long corridor where the figures had turned... So we're all aliens at this point. So the aliens had turned right mm -hmm. into another room, and he turned left into okay. a room. He said when he walked into this room, the walls became... The wall, ceiling, floor, everything became see-through. Oh. To which he could see the stars. Like, he was literally in the middle of fucking space with nothing around. That's cool. And in the center of this room was a chair. Okay. And he said it, it looked like there were controls on them, like buttons, mm -hmm. controls, obvious things. So it, it kind of was like depicted as this was the control room of yeah, the this UFO. is like the helm of the ship. Yes. And he said even the, even the room, the doorway that he walked through, when he turned around, you could see the door, but mm -hmm. even those walls had become transparent and he could still see the stars in like a 360 degree. That's awesome. Yes. So as he was in this room and he was kind of like checking out the chair, he heard someone come into the room with him. Okay. He looked up and he said that a normal man 
just a normal looking human being did not it just looked he but, said yeah just like he said just like you and i like whatever yeah. just a normal human a man in a space suit he said it kind of looked like an astronaut Ooh. suit, and he was wearing a helmet like kind of like a okay. glass helmet yeah. kind of deal right so travis ran up to him finding comfort in yeah. another human yeah, right yeah. that guy looks like me and try to ask him a bunch of questions oh no to which the man said absolutely nothing oh no the man grabbed him by the arm and led him down the corridor uh-huh which opened up into a larger room travis said that he saw two more ufo looking spacecrafts in the room they were oval shaped and very chromey metallic mm-hmm. very sleek slender polished right blah 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 the man further led him into that big room into another hallway. Okay. Where there were three other people, he said, that just looked like you and I kind of thing. Okay. He tried to talk to them, ask him what the hell was going on. Okay. And these people also did not respond to him. Did That's not say not anything comforting. at all. Right. They laid him on the table and mm-hmm. he said that they put a mask on him that was kind of equivalent to an oxygen mask that they would put on you like right. at the dentist or when you go under for a surgery. And... That was the last thing he remembered. Yeah, he was just out. Out. When he woke up, he was face down on the pavement. Okay. And he looked up and he said he saw a bright light, which he presumed was the bottom of the UFO spacecraft because mm-hmm. it quickly zipped off back Zoomed into the away. sky and then gone. That's so awful. When he woke up, he was, I guess, somewhere in Snowflake or yeah. close. He said when he woke up. And this UFO flew away. He looked around. He knew where he was. He knew okay. exactly what road he was on. He knew what gas station he was close to. So he just walked to the phone booth near the near the gas station. Yeah. Phone booth near the gas station and phoned his brother-in-law. And that's how he yeah. got there to make that phone call. Boy, it was nice of the aliens to, like, leave him some change in his pockets. Is I don't... Because otherwise, how would he have made the phone call? I guess. No. I guess. I guess you walked that's around with wild. change back then. Yeah. So that's how he... That's his encounter that was recalled during okay. the hit. And that's recorded, too. Like, it right, was a whole recorded... Um, regression. Yes, that can be listened to. Oh, that gives me the the chills. It's it's kind of... Ugh. Nope. A very professional, well-renowned doctor also mm-hmm. did that hypnosis. Right. So it wasn't like some janky-ass person who right. just rolled off the street and was like, I can hypnose. It was... A lot of people who came to either interview Travis, try to debunk it, try to do whatever, were very professional. Like, even a nuclear physicist yeah. came to visit him and talk about it and debunk it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of the people he came in contact with were professionals okay. at some high end level. Some proficiency, yes. yeah. So, oh, wow. with this with this whole experience, he, he, he makes it public. Yeah. Right. He starts running with it because it happened to him. Yeah. And that's what he wants to run with. Like he wants people to know that it is real. He that happened to him. It, yeah. It's it's going on. Right. Of course, there are still the doubters. Yes. And for some odd reason, they were still put under a lot of duress to prove that it happened. All seven of them. Okay. Right? They were kind of low key forced to take poly tests. Of course they were. It was. Yeah. It was, I didn't understand why, I guess, I don't know if they wanted to prove it. Like, I don't or know if the government was like, if this is fake and you guys are just creating publicity, like mm-hmm. publicity, you guys are in trouble. Like, so they were kind of ordered to do a poly test. Okay. So, the, remember how I said there was one guy who had beef? Yes. And also had the shady background and didn't yes. want to do, like, he at first did not take the poly test. Fair. So there was only five people who took the poly test at okay. first. Okay. Okay. I want to know what the results were. The five men were scared 
shitless. Okay. Yeah. They didn't like a lot of them said that they were more scared to take that poly test and go into that public official building than mm-hmm. like that night they said. Oh lord. All five of them passed. Oh, of course they did. That's so reassuring. The the fact that uh, another another official person that has merit was like for all five people to pass a poly test mm-hmm. is a one in a million chance for that to actually happen if they were lying and making yeah, that up. Seriously. There is literally no fucking way five people can pass a test. Can fake it. And fake it and be real. Yeah, like, because like all all five of those dudes aren't like highly trained figure out how to pass a polygraph no. test. Like one of the guys blue said, collar workers. One like, of the guys was like, give shit. I'm a redneck. Like yeah. you point blank said that. Yes. Like, like how do you fake that? Right. <laughs> so they all passed. I think it was a couple years later. The okay. sixth guy did come forward and, and take the test. Did it? I think he was in. I think he was having the pressure put on him to take yeah. the test. So he did come forward. He did take the test and he did pass it. That's uncomfortable. Yep. So I'm not quite sure where the timeline of all these poly tests happened. I'm pretty sure they took the test after Travis came back. Yeah. Travis did once he, once he had that hypnotherapy. Yeah. He said that it was a huge relief off of him just to get it out because he said he struggled for so long with Did the he fear. Did make it up? Yeah. Or, right. Yeah. So the fact that he was able to get it out there, say it, it was such a huge weight off of him. Yeah. And he was able to take the poly test. He, he's taken it multiple times, passed every single time. Wow. Even his brother was given a poly test uh-huh. and he passed it too. That's insane. Yes. Which I know polytest is like anybody can cheat them, but the right. fact that eight people now yeah, all took it talking about the same experience and all passed. And all passed. That's wild. Fucking insane. So it was brought up a little bit that the men in black were there. Yeah, I was about to ask, do you think the men in black were involved? Yes. Because that would like pressure all of them into taking that they, test. They didn't, they didn't delve too much into it. And I don't know why if they were like a little okay. scared. One of the guys had said that when they would leave the house Mm -hmm. there would sometimes be a plymouth that had two men in it yeah and he said you could always tell that they were together because they had special rims on those plymouth cars yep so they were he said they were like just a different color and had Mm -hmm. different rims but they were all the same rims on all these plymouths yeah so one guy said he left his house Mm -hmm. and um there was there was a plymouth car they said they would get followed there was there was issues with this case Mm -hmm. because there were seven fucking people involved there were so many people involved in this case and that's why it was such a huge deal right because you can discredit one One or two people right seven that's a lot man and in that in that time frame a lot of UFO counters had spiked dramatically. So there was a lot of suspicion going on of like, is somebody jumping on the bandwagon right. of look at me, um, look at me, give me some publicity because they all were given a stipend from some organization that was like, you've had the best mm-hmm. like UFO experience. Right. And, and I mean, you could get book deals and like sell your story to like TV shows yep. and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And that's, and that's why a lot of people were like, eh, let's let's check it out. So yeah. one one interesting thing, one super interesting thing that they did talk about is because obviously, again, a lot of debunkers, a lot of people Certainly. came forward, was like, no, you're making this up, blah, blah, blah. A man by the name of Philip Class, 
injected okay. himself into trying to debunk Travis's case. Yeah. Like he was hell bent, hell bent on trying to dissolve this case as yeah. if it did not fucking happen and tried to find some little hole to rip it apart, right? He this this Philip Class guy came in and he interviewed all the witnesses okay. or tried to, you know, you, yeah. I'm sure most of them didn't want to talk because not everybody was in that documentary that I watched. And That's he, fair. he also interviewed people that interviewed the witnesses. Okay. To like see how they responded yeah. initially. Yes. Okay. So to see if like the interviewers were also right. in on it. Right. So he was just sticking his nose in. Like he was, he deemed himself a professional debunker. Right. Oh, oh nice. 10 out of 10, I guess. Later on, he just was such a presence mm -hmm. and nobody could figure out why he was so fucking hellbent on being there because he was just around and it was yeah. odd. Yeah. Like, it was really odd. I don't know. I wasn't quite sure how this was figured out. Okay. But it eventually came to light that this Philip Class guy, he introduced himself as a U.S. government UFO investigator. <gasps> he was sent... Oh, hell yeah. To destroy the case. Okay. He was sent there to literally try to find any fucking loophole, any discredibility he could find and run with that. it and just okay. ruin the reputation of this being a legitimate case. All right. All right. So did he ever like come forward with what organization he worked with? Nope. It was just U.S. Damn. government UFO investigator. Wow. The U.S. government. Wow. Okay. All right. That makes sense because you don't want people panicking. Right about something or like flocking to the area or whatever yeah that's wild it's okay. just yeah so i don't I, like a lot they they speculated that the government just didn't want people knowing ufos were around well, i mean that like, makes sense yeah especially at that time frame so it it was also like who who else was like men in black s right yeah like philip class like who else came to try and debunk yeah. it from the government right yeah because there was seven people involved seriously because his that is so believable compared to like your one or two pe person stories yep. like that's why they sent somebody from the military or just from the government yep to like come and try and discredit it because that is something that's so believable like that like not your like fringy crazy people are gonna believe it yeah because you could be like oh you said saucer this time and then yeah. you said ufo this uh your your story is inconsistent right but you can't inconsistent seven people so good lord that that all it kind of all kind of simmered down after that mm -hmm. but this is really cool this is something they found out not until probably like 10 years ago okay more in the 2000 ish time okay. so this is something new returning to the ufo site okay in the national park right it was noted that the trees in the area were growing 36 times more than any other tree in that park in that entire park Oh, wow. 36 times. So they were growing tree rings, right? Yeah. So if you cut a tree, you'd see the rings. It was growing faster and thicker tree rings. Not only that, but the tree rings were developing and growing into the direction of where the UFO was in the center of the clearing. Okay. So that something about the, the radiation or whatever the radiation. it gives off. Yep. So. Oh, wow. And, and you can go to that site. Yeah. And they showed kind of like a graphical depiction literally the trees uh -huh. as they were growing because they cut a lot of trees down yeah as the trees grew you can just see them they're so much bigger than the surrounding areas that's insane so the guy who 
discovered this, cut one of the trees, saw that they were weirdly growing. Yeah. Like, all the trees in the ring were growing into the ring where the UFO was. Right. Did an investigation in Chernobyl <gasps> to see if radiation also caused trees to grow. Yeah. Like, did, did like, an investigation, like, re- reading research yeah. papers. And that phenomenon does coincide with trees also in chernobyl they also grow at an exponential rate and are three times bigger than like other lower key radiation sites holy shit so like it literally is just the radiation Mm -hmm. so like travis is still alive right yes he's still alive does he talk about this anymore or is it like low-key like he just fuck off leave him alone so my next and last point is that the guys face a lot of hard times after this. oh for sure yeah so a lot of the i'm gonna say I think only two of the six men actually showed up for this documentary because they have a hard time with defending this because so many people don't believe them. And one guy said his own mother doesn't even believe him. Yeah. It's the work of the devil. You need to stop. Oh, Lord. Even the whole community. Oh, I imagine. Yeah. Also (laughs) doesn't believe them pretty much. So a lot of the guys have just kind of they all lost their jobs. Yeah. All lost the logging jobs. They had to move away. Hopefully somewhere that nobody knows them. Correct. So they can just disappear. That's so sad. Travis, on the other hand, has pretty much made it his identity. He feels like, in a good way, in a good way, he he feels like that was his calling in life. Like that was his his meaning in life to bring light to people are being abducted by UFOs. Please believe them. Like, I'm going to prove to you. I'm going to stand by this for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And he will introduce himself he will tell people. He will have interviews. He's been on podcasts. Okay. Like he wants to bring awareness in a in a positive light that this is real. This does happen, and these people are being isolated and shamed for it when it is happening. Okay, because all right, that's better than than what I was afraid yes, it was. Yes. I was like, oh no, because another another professional theorist in the UFO realm also said that yes, there are these accounts of people witnessing. Because he pulled up a chart and put it on the mm-hmm. on the document documentary, it'll say when, mm-hmm. where, what kind of craft mm-hmm. UFO thing they saw for how long they saw it, and just kind of give like a short description of it. Yeah, a lot of people are ashamed to come forward. Oh, certainly, I can imagine so. Because he was also at a convention and had a stage full of people, and he asked how many of you have seen a UFO? And mm-hmm. he said 10% of people raised their hands. And he said, okay, of the 10% of you, how many of you have reported it? And he said 90% of the people put their hands down. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think the, the same kind of thing is also sh- like anything paranormal. Like, yeah. It doesn't have to just be UFOs. It can be like seeing a ghost or experiencing something. Like people don't talk about that because the greater community is like, mm, no. That's not a thing. Yeah. That sucks. Okay. my The reason that I asked yeah. about, like, why he, is he, like, still mm-hmm. active or not is because with that high amount of radiation, I was curious how many of them or if any of them have developed any sort of health issues as a result of that radiation. That was not so, brought up in the okay. official documentary. Fair. So I'm going to go with no. Okay. Because I would feel like if, yeah. if they one of them did any of them had cancer or any radiation mm-hmm. issues that would have been brought up okay. as further evidence. But no. Okay. No, they said that there was radiation in the area of the trees and that was that. Dang. That's so, wild. That is the Travis Walton abduction. Plus U- all those U- boys. UFO incident. UFO abduction incident. Yeah. And Tra- what, what year did that take place? 75. Okay. Whew. 
a wild ride. Yeah, you're he, not wrong. He went on a wild ride. That poor guy. Yeah. Oh, also the the similarities because I'm also doing an abduction story. Yes. Uh, the similarities between the two is kind of wild, and I'll point them all out when it happens. Well, it's also isn't it because like you know it's it's the grays. Mm. It's the same. Yeah. It's it's wild. But you know That's what? For sure. But we have to give a shout out. Yes. Yes, we do. We have to we have to say our new pa- newest Patreon member who Wee! is in the medium tier. Yes, he is. It's <clears throat> Wyatt A power yes it is thank you for telling me to say it slower yes so he is our newest patreon member so we wanted to give him a shout out for signing up with us and if you sign up for patreon you will get also a shout out right around this time in our mid-roll section of our podcast the most fun part if you enjoy us and would like to support us even if it's not monetary um and you would just like to just do do a little bit for us and that would be super cool you know we provide for you help us out if you could leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Yes, please. Or on Spotify. No, a follow on Spotify. Yes. They don't allow reviews. So follow on Spotify, review on podcast, Apple Apple Podcasts. Yes. And anywhere else that you are listening to us, if you were able to either give us a follow or a review, that would be super dope. Very helpful. Very appreciated. It helps us a lot. Very lovely. More than you think. Yeah. Actually, a lot more yes. than I even realized. So please and thank you, all of you. Appreciate you. Okay. All right, Zoe. All right. So we know it's on. Tell me what your topic is oh, for today because I'm actually really excited because I don't know what yours is. Oh, and you were talking oh, about it with Blake and I want to know. I want to yes. know. I want to oh, know. Tell God, me. Tell me. Tell me. Uh, number one, first off, everyone, it's going to be very long, so I'm so sorry. Uh, get your water. Settle in. Get ready. It's a, yeah, it's a take banger. A, take a break. Get a food. Get a food real quick. Put us yes. on pause. So. Oh, this is going to be long. Okay. It's, this it's is a long, be long. Podcast, podcast. I'm so sorry. Woo. Let's do it. It's it's because we haven't seen each other in so long. That's what it is. Woo. All right. Way to talk. All right. So. This is the story of Betty and Barney Hill. It actually took, it predates your story yes, uh, yes. by several years. Uh, so b- let's talk about Barney and Betty for a little bit. So Barney and Eunice Elizabeth Betty Hill were a couple that married in 1960 in New Hampshire. She was a social worker and he was a postal worker. Both were social justice, like uh, racial equality warriors. Mm-hmm. We're very outspoken about that, uh, very freely and loudly. Their marriage is notable due to the fact that Betty was a white woman and Barney was a black man. Oh, wow. In the 1960s. Whoa. Yes. So. Whoa. Okay. Their marriage was illegal in most of the United States. That's insane. Uh-huh. Because it didn't, interracial marriage was not legalized across the board until 67. Whew. New Hampshire, luckily, was one of the states that didn't enforce any kind of laws to separate the two. Okay. Cool. So good on you, New Hampshire. Cool, cool. So the couple had been married for 16 months when they finally had a chance to take a weekend off and do like a weekend honeymoon. So 16 months they were married and hadn't gone on a honeymoon. Aww, That's wild okay. to me. So this was not either one of them's first marriage, but they were very happy, very in love. They took themselves and their dog, Desley, cute little baby dog. Little baby Desley. Little sweet baby Desley. Baby He's Desley. a little like lap dog. He's really cute. Okay. They took him on a weekend trip to Niagara Falls and Montreal. So they crossed the border into Canada. In the fall of 61. Okay. They were driving home and they were a little tense and nervous when they crossed the border because they had been carrying Betty's handgun as protection and they were afraid that it was going to get caught at the border. It hadn't, luckily, okay. but they were tense and they were kind of arguing because they were both a little like freaked out. Why'd they bring the gun? Just in case. They're an interracial couple. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Never mind. Sorry. That didn't, that Understandable. Pass through my head. All right. You're fine. Okay. It's something that we don't think about nowadays, nope. right? Mm-mm. Like that's not even like a worry in our brains, but it was for them, that's which fair. is really sad. That's fair. That's fair. 
So, they had been arguing, and then Betty spotted weird lights in the sky around 10.30 on September 19th, 1961. The next thing the couple remembers was arriving home safely. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What? Yeah, so she saw some weird lights in the sky, and... Like they had a like a, a weird series of experiences that gets drawn out of them later on. Okay. But they all they remember after that was just driving into their driveway and like the light had followed them is what they remember. So they pull into their house and they're like, Okay, that light's really bright. Then they went inside and they both shared a sense of loss. Like they couldn't remember where the time had gone. Mm-hmm. So it should not have taken them that long to get home. So they, it was kind of like they were had a feeling of like they lost time. Yes. Okay. Both of them were like something's wrong. We lost a bunch of time. I don't know what's happening. Was that, was that COVID? No. <laughs> oh, that that would have been much better. Uh, so, so they had that weird sense of loss, like a memory gap, is how they described it. Mm-hmm. So they thought something weird had happened, but they weren't really sure what it was. So they like talked to their friends and family about it. But they didn't tell any, like, co-workers or anybody else just because for safety. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, safety. Yeah. So after they arrived home, they each had these, like, weird impulses they couldn't explain. So Betty, instead of taking their luggage into the main part of the house, left it near the back door. What the fuck? Like, and she couldn't explain why she did it, right? Okay. So she left her luggage, all their luggage, by the back door. Both of their watches had stopped and never worked again. Whoa. Like, 10.30 on the dot, stopped. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of weird. Okay. And then they both noticed the leather strap on the pair of binoculars that they had was torn. So. What? Yeah. They couldn't remember how it happened, though. Because when they were driving home, it was fine. Right. And then all of a sudden, when they get home, it's broken. Okay. Barney noticed that the toes of his best dress shoes that he was wearing were scraped. And Betty and Barney were both almost compelled to take a shower as soon as they got home and wash they couldn't couldn't explain that what the fuck and while betty was in the shower she saw barney like examining his genitals like like in the mirror and like pulling and looking okay and he could not explain why he felt like he needed to look at them but he did so he spent a good amount of time like looking at his genitals just check and make sure everything was okay yeah i guess okay yeah he has no explanation for why that happened just he needed to look and make sure everything was where it was supposed to be or like nothing was wrong or whatever so no, that was that one kind of got me a okay. little bit. Okay. So after the couple slept for a couple hours, it was daylight. Betty got up and placed her shoes and her dress that she was wearing into the closet and noticed that the dress was torn at the hem, at the zipper, and the lining inside. Whoa. Yes. And that the dress was covered in like a pinkish powder that she couldn't explain. The fuck? Yeah. So after that... They they thought that was weird, and then they got up and, like, went outside to look at their car. Okay. So, the car was fine, except for circles, like, big circles on the trunk that they hadn't noticed the day before when they went inside, or when they were on the trip Wait, earlier. It's your, it's your car. You're going to notice massive circles yeah. on your car. Isn't that weird that they didn't see it when they went inside? So, when they, you know, they kind of experimented to see what was going on, what was happening, they took a compass and, like, put it over it, and the compass would, like... The needle would just go wild. Why do they think to put a compass over it? I don't know, but they did. They wondered maybe, maybe they like put something metal near it and was like, oh shit, it's magnetized. And then like ran the compass over it to see if it was. And it, yeah, it was. It was okay, magnetized. so their car got back. Just like those weird spots because they would move it toward it and the needle would whirl and then they would move it away and it would stop. stop. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so just those like weird circles. 
So things with the couple started to deteriorate very quickly after that night happened. So Barney's health took a hard downward turn. He was so ill that he couldn't work anymore. Damn. Like super ill. And like he had always worked. He had, you know, no problem at all. The relationship also grew kind of tense and sour, which was so strange because they were so in love with each other. Betty started to have nightmares uh, that they showed up about 10 days after the incident when they returned home. Oh, it's starting to surface now. Yes. So the nightmares were weird because they continued for five successive nights. So like she would go go to sleep and it would it was the same thing. Okay. Oh, it's trying one, to surface. Oh, this one gets it's, me. Okay. Oh, I got like cold chills. So she had never in her life had such vivid dreams that she could remember so clearly. So Betty mentioned them to Barney and he didn't seem too overly concerned about it. So she didn't talk to him about them again, but she started to like write them down in like a journal. So in the dream, she and Barney ran into this weird roadblock and their car was surrounded by a group of men. She struggled to stay conscious. She felt like she was being like knocked out almost like just by their presence. Right. Oh, so they were taken out of the car and forced by two small men to walk into the forest and Barney was right behind her. So she tried to call out to Barney and he it was almost like he was in a daze in like a sleepwalking state Mm -hmm. and he wouldn't answer. So they get to a little space down that looks like this big saucer above them. And she notes that the men that were walking, walking them had grayish skin were like five foot four inches tall short and they were wearing matching blue uniforms with like military military style caps they had black hair dark eyes prominent noses and bluish lips Ooh, yeah i don't like it so the men walked them up the ramp into the craft and separated them so when betty argued with like who seemed to be the leader she was like no no no, no. we need to be together what's happening and he's like no the examination will take longer if you're together told her that excuse me yeah right so she's dreaming all of this yeah this is all her dream right now oh my god it yeah it gets worse okay it just gets worse oh god so oh a new creature walks into the room where she is and is speaking aloud to her in this language that sounds it sounds like english but it'll go like she can understand bits and pieces of it sometimes it just sounds like mumbles like unintelligible words and sometimes it's like she can clearly make out that that's english so it kind of goes back and forth, and she, she doesn't really understand bits of it. Okay. So they sit her on a chair. They shine a bright light on her. They take a lock of her hair. They examine her eyes, her ears, her mouth, nose, throat, and hands. Her fingernails were trimmed and kept. Ew. Yeah, isn't that weird? Ew. That one, that one kind of got me a little bit. Okay. Her hair and her fingernails. They examined her legs and feet and then used, like, a dull knife to scrape some of her skin off into like a little like cellophane kind of thing is how she described it yeah then saran wrap yeah basically (laughs) then they tested her nervous system with a needle. this one if if uh, if i gag i'm sorry uh they tested her nervous system with a needle that was thrust into her navel like into her belly button causing Uh. uh uh-huh causing excruciating pain so she starts to scream then the like leader guy waves his hand over her and the pain disappears excuse me what yeah like completely gone so she's fine after you know needle the magic hand tummy needle uh so after that examination was over uh the examiner left the room and betty was left with like the leader guy and she just started chit-chatting with him 
in her dream. Like, I'm sorry, I wouldn't fucking talk to these people. So she's talking to him and she's like looking around and like able to stand up and like look at stuff and he's fine with it. So she picks up a book that has rows of like strange symbols on it and she asks the leader where it came from and he pulls down a map with like like an instructional map is how she described it that had dotted stars on there. Is this the star map? Not completely. This is bits of the star map. Uh, Okay. So this is like the beginning. Okay. The beginning of the star map. So... When the hills were released, they were informed that she would like she was informed that she would not remember what had occurred. Betty argued with them and said, no matter what you do to my memory, I'm going to remember this eventually. I might not do it now, but I will remember. Holy fuck. Yeah. So, that, so that's kind of Barney spooky. didn't remember shit? No. No. Barney had a really hard time. So th- this was all in a dream. Remember. Okay. So after the dreams... They started talking and they started to remember a little bit more of what happened. And they ended up calling the Air Force, an Air Force base on September 21st to report their encounter. For fear of appearing crazy, she left bits and pieces of it out and only like told small bits. Okay. The next day, Major Paul Henderson called the Hills for a more detailed interview. And his report after that interview where she told him a little bit more was filed on September 26th stating that the Hills had most probably misidentified the planet Jupiter. What? That's probably what happened to them is they misidentified the planet planet Jupiter Jupiter. in the sky because it was, it was bright during that season. Mother. What? Yeah. Cause that makes sense. You dickhead. Yeah. All of them. Right. So that report was actually forwarded to project blue book. In the U.S. Uh, Air Force's UFO is research that, project. Is that fucking in there? Yes. Like, that report is in Project Blue Book. Mother... Yep. So, they knew. They know it's real. Well, mm. sure. Mm. I think they know it's real. Mm. Project Blue Book. Look it up. So, afterwards, Betty borrowed a UFO book from the local library, which is what anybody would do when they want to learn about UFOs. I love how she goes to the I know, local library <laughs> to so learn cute. about UFOs. So she found a book that was written by a, reti- a retired Marine Corps Major Donald Kehoe, who is also the head of the National Investigation Committee on Aerial Phenomenon, a civilian U- UFO research group. Betty wrote to him and related the whole story, everything that she could remember. Not her dreams, but everything else that she could remember, which I'll get to in just a second. Okay. That letter was eventually passed on to a gentleman named Walter Webb, who is a Boston astronomer and a member of that. Uh, that group? Yeah. Okay. Group. Because I can't say the, the A- thing. The acronym? Yes. Thank you. Acronym. That's cool. So Webb met with the Hills on October 21st for a six-hour interview. Whoa. He asked a lot of questions. During that interview, Barney asserted that he must have had some sort of mental block and speculated there were parts of his experiences he did not want to remember. Webb believed that the Hills were telling the truth and encouraged them to seek out regressive hypnosis to discover what happened. So in desperation to save their relationship and discover what they couldn't remember, they approached Dr. Benjamin Simon in Boston to hypnotize them separately, not together, to keep the credibility so that they couldn't play off of each other's stories. Yes. The recorded sessions revealed the detailed story of the couple's examination aboard an alien spacecraft. Oh my fucking god. Barney, of course, had a hard time believing the story he himself was telling. So Why? Because he, he like he said before, there were parts he didn't want to remember. Oh, okay. Ooh. Tell me. So. Tell me. That night, uh, this is what we've learned through uh, the hypnosis. Okay. 
Betty had observed a bright point of light in the sky that moved from below the moon upward toward, and actually it was next to below the moon and next to Jupiter in the sky. So she could identify the moon and Jupiter. So she knew it wasn't Jupiter. Mm. She saw the light move west of the moon. She assumed it was a falling star, even though it moved in an upward tra- trajectory. That's not a falling star, sweetheart. Right. Like, it moved from under the moon to up beside it. Okay. Like, there's there's no way that's a falling star. That's not how gravity works. Okay. When she saw the light again, it grew bigger and brighter. She <laughs> urged Barney to stop the car so that they could walk the dog and kind of figure out what the heck it was. <laughs> Don't right? get out of the car. Don't get out oh. of the car. So Barney stopped the car at a scenic picnic area just south of Twin Mountain, New Hampshire. Betty grabbed her binoculars because they were visiting Niagara Falls uh-huh. and saw an odd-shaped craft with, like, flashing multicolored lights travel across the face of the moon. Oh. So she was, like, looking up at it and right across the moon. Uh, Barney looked at it through the binoculars and just reasoned it was probably a commercial airliner traveling from Vermont or to Vermont from Montreal. Okay. So he was like, I don't know what it is, but it's probably an airplane. It's a bird. It's yeah. a plane. It's not a fucking UFO. It's neither of those. Guess what it is. It's not. Oh, no not what you want it to be however okay. after he voiced that observation the craft turned and rapidly descended oh, in their direction oh my fucking <laughs> god i would just shit myself i would i would probably have a heart attack oh like, i'm my, getting nervous you fucking Ooh. talked oh my god yeah oh my like god. he said it out loud and then the bitch like turned toward him oh fuck so Barney... okay so now we know now we know don't talk shit about a ufo just shut your fucking mouth seriously you didn't oh. see shit <laughs> that stuff's gonna happen so oh my god uh, he realized and this is a quote this object was that was a plane was not a plane (gasps) so they returned to the car seriously freaked the fuck out got in the car and then they drove uh toward francosia notch which was a narrow mountainous mountainous stretch of road Uh so they drove slowly watching the craft as it seemed to like spin in place as it followed at one point it passed over a granite cliff which is uh, Old Man of the Mountain Cliff. It is known to be over 40 feet long. And the air, like the spacecraft was larger than that. So like it, it, like in relation, it was bigger than 40 feet long. Holy fuck. So the couple watched as it continued to move erratically and like bounce back and forth across the sky. So like it was following them, but it wasn't doing it in like a slow way. It was like jumping around. So <laughs> if that just doesn't make you a little nauseous, I don't know what will. That's... That's fucking... <laughs> I would have no hair. So I, w- I, w- I would uh, die. My fucking hair would just... <laughs> Seriously, I would probably just straight up lay down on the road and be like, I'm dead. Here we go. It's it's over. <laughs> it's donezo. Spolunzo. Approximately one mile south of Indian Head, the object dropped rapidly toward their vehicle. Uh-huh. Barney panicked, stopped the car in the middle of the highway, and the craft hung silently in the sky like 90 feet above Hills 50... Their um, 57 Chevy okay. Bel Air. Okay. Right? Like, just just chilling right above. It filled the entire windshield of the car. Like, they couldn't see anything but this thing, right? Gee, oh my fuck. Because it's probably a 50-foot minimum. Mm-hmm. It's fucking huge. Oof. So, Barney commented how it made him think of a pancake in its, like, shape, right? Okay. Because it's, it's flat. So, they don't remember any of this. No. Great. Yeah. Okay. This is so fun. So, he stepped out of the car and stood ready to defend their lives with Betty's pistol. Uh, he took out the binoculars to look at the thing and looking it's up 50 feet. Why do you need more? Well, I mean, just to like, see if he can see if there's any like windows. Okay. Which, funnily enough, he finds a window and sees eight to 11. He can't get the exact amount um, of humanoid figures peering at them out of one of the windows. I hate that so fucking much. It scares me. 
So eight to 11 humanoid figures peering at them through the windows. Uh-huh. In unison, all but one figure move away from the window. The one that was maintaining eye contact with him seemed to telepathically communicate, stay where you are and keep looking. Keep looking. What? Like, keep keep looking at him. Like, don't go away. Jesus. So Barney remembers all of the figures wearing this, like, glossy black uniforms and these, like, black capes. The aircraft was described as, like, the, the, the it had, like, fins. And on the fins of the craft, they were, like, bat-like wings almost. Suddenly, the fins light up with this bright red light that kind of coalesces out. Okay. And a long structure descends from the bottom of the craft to the ground as the craft is starting to come closer and closer down to them. Dramatic entrance. Yes. It's a staircase. So Barney tore the binoculars from his eyes, and this is where the strap was broken. Okay. So he pulls them off, runs back to the car, telling Betty, quote, they're going to capture us. In the time it took for him to say this, the craft had moved to directly above the vehicle, like ready to like get down on top of them. Right. right? Barney drove away at a very high speed, telling Betty to keep an eye out. So she rolled the window down and looked up. The hill started to hear a rhythmic series of beeping or buzzing sounds, which seemed to echo and bounce off of the car and inside the car. And he felt the humming in the steering wheel. In the steering wheel. (gasps) Yeah. So there's one of those weird similarities that I don't like. Due to that sound they felt this like tingling sensation as the sounds passed through their bodies and they experienced the onset of confusion and dulled consciousness so we'll get a so little we're, so we're just dumb animals that you can hit with a low frequency and basically we'll just and we derp. just herp derp can't move <laughs> oh my fucking god so after this this is where we're into barney separate uh because the two of them when they were under regression said that same story that's that's the same beginning okay exactly the same both of them said okay so this, this little section is just Barney's regression. So he says he zoned in and out until he saw six men in the road around the, like come around the car. When he approached them, the car stalled and turned off. Oops. So the men approached the car, told Barney not to be scared. <laughs> While hypnotized, Barney said, quote, I feel like the eyes had pushed into my eyes. What the fuck? I don't like that. What does that mean? I don't know, but I don't like it. The eyes pushed into my eyes? Uh, He would also continue to say, oh, those eyes, they're in my brain. He would also say, I was told to close my eyes because I saw those two eyes coming close to mine and I felt like the eyes had pushed into mine. All I see are these eyes. I'm not even afraid that they're not connected to a body. They're just there. They're just up close to me, pressing against my eyeballs. What the fuck? I don't like it. He got not a good time in no, this experience. he did not. So he recounted that they were both taken into the craft and then separated. He was led into a room and told to lie on a small rectangular exam table. His account was less detailed because he kept his eyes closed most of, most of the time because he was so scared and he just didn't want to see anything. And he had the experience of feeling like those eyes were like pushing into him. They were probably so. wanting him to Oh Wait, they told him to close his eyes, mm-hmm. right? Okay. They did. Yeah. Weird. Yes. I, I don't like it. So he remembers a cup-like device that was placed over his genitals, and even though he did not orgasm, a sperm sample was taken from him. The men, all the beings, also scraped skin off of him, peered in his ears and mouth, and a thin tube was inserted into his anus. And <laughs> someone also felt his spine to like count his vertebra. 
Barney didn't really, he said the same thing Betty said, that he couldn't really understand the language so much. Like it sounded like the mumbling Uh mixed with like English words. And any time that they talked directly to him, their mouths would not move. And it was like he could hear it in his, in his head. Right. So he didn't have the words for telepathy, but like telepathic communication. But that's, that's that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Afterward, they took the hills back to their car. So Betty recalled under hypnosis an experience very similar to her dream. Very similar to. Okay. Like the main two differences were the being's appearance was significantly different. And the sequence of the abduction was different as well. Because in her dream, um, they got led into the forest, right? Like right. Out of the car into the forest and then into the aircraft. Correct. But in what actually happened or what she recounted happened was the same thing that what Barney said happened, which was just they took them out of the car and straight up in. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah. Like, was that an actual staircase S that came out or was it like levitation they went into the ship? Like a staircase kind of thing. Okay, okay. Like they had a, a little pathway like down and then they walked up it. Okay, okay. Um, also, both of them had severe anxiety beforehand because they weren't sure if it was real. Right. And after the regressive therapy, they were like, okay, like, we both know this is what actually happened. Like, we're not just making it up. Damn. Um, so the same thing, again, with your story. Yep. And for Betty, Sim- Dr. Simon actually had to stop and, like, wake her up a couple of times because she was so scared. And she was crying, like there were tears running down her face while she was like recounting what happened, uh-huh. even though in the dreams, she wasn't scared at all. But Woo. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, if you recall something that you don't remember and it's fucking terrifying, yeah. here we are. You're living it again for the first time. Right. That's so fun. So after they were put back in the car, after a second series of that buzzing, beeping sound, yeah. they both woke up and they were 35 miles down the road. So they, damn. Yeah. And like still moving, just really slow. Like, the car was still going. So, that's cool. That's so, not neato Toledo. No, I don't like it <laughs> at all. That's not dope at all. It, oh, it makes me... It, mm. Okay, Whew. all right. So, Dr. Simon suggested that Betty should sketch a copy of that map, that star map that she saw in her dream. Yes. That she also described in her Recount. regression. Okay. So, she decided to, because she described it as a three-dimensional projection, similar to what we now know as a hologram, but holograms weren't a thing in 61. Correct. Right? So, that's how she described it, is what we know now as a hologram. She drew the stars that stood out in her memory, and the map consisted of 12 prominent stars connected by uh, dash lines and three lesser stars that formed like a triangle. She was told that the stars that were connected by solid lines were trade routes and the dash lines were less traveled stars. Okay. Yeah. So. That's what she was told by that leader guy Mm -hmm. who showed her. Yeah. When she had that conversation, there was also with that book, she picked it up and was looking at it and that the leader guy was like, yeah, you can have that. That's not a big deal. And she was like, okay, cool. And then there was an argument that happened with the other aliens on the ship. Yeah. And he said, I'm so sorry. They don't want you to have that. So he took it back from her. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So that's cool. Shit. That's interesting. So that that would have been really fucking cool. So right? close. Yeah. But the other aliens knew what was up. Yeah. So the Hills abduction was not released to the public until 1965. And even then it was on- like the Hills only went public with it because an unauthorized account of their experience showed up in the Boston Traveler. So they only came forward with it when they were like, oh, no, somebody else is claiming this happened to us. They're getting it wrong. 
we have to like tell what actually happened. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yep. So a gentleman named John Fuller, who was a reporter for Look Magazine, was in the audience when the Hills did their like public lecture Mm -hmm. about it. And afterward, like he went up to talk to them because he was writing a book called uh, The Incident at Exterior. So he urged the Hills to take a book deal because he's like, look, like you had a really awful experience. Your husband can't work anymore. You need some sort of revenue. You need something. And people are just going to call you crazy. Why the hell not just make money off of it? Which, I mean, that's fair, I guess. Yeah, it's a trade-off. You know, get yeah. traumatized and then coochie mm. life because of book deal for the rest of your life. Make some money. So Betty, being the boss lady that she was, negotiated some really nice royalties for her, her husband, and for Dr. Simon. Oh, nice. Like, all three of them get royalty deals. And the book was titled The Interrupted Journey, which, you know, is kind of cute because they were heading home. Get it? Yeah, it was interrupted. Huh, it was get it? wildly Ooh. interrupted. So for Barney, he didn't really want to deal with any of the UFO stuff. Like, he he was not about it because, you know, his health deteriorated. He felt emasculated. Yeah. Like, it, it was not a good time for him. Um, and he was a, a civil rights leader in their area, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody respected him anymore. Aww. And they were all like, well, because he would interview business owners about, hey, so why will you not hire black people to work in your store? Right. And it would, you know, like... All these crazy garbage answers would happen, and a lot of times people would not listen to him because of his experience, which is really shitty. So, um, after his health had taken that drastic downturn, he experienced a cerebral hemorrhage and died in 1969. Oh, eight years, eight years after this happened. So he and Betty were only married for nine years. Aww. It makes me really sad. And that that was another reason I asked, you know, if if any of the other people who experienced that passed away at a young age. Because he did. Isn't that a common thing when people get abducted? I feel like it is. They have health issues. Yeah, I can't, like, guarantee because, like, I'm not sure. But it also reminds me of, like, the black-eyed kids when you have experiences with them. And some people theorize that they're alien, like, attempts at children. Yeah. And the radiation. And it kills you. Oh, fuck. I don't know. So, at barney's funeral people were actually more focused on his ufo experience than they were on his accomplishments so i want to go ahead and just say barney founded the rockingham community action program which was an outreach program in his city he also held a lifetime membership to the naacp which is the national association for the advancement of colored people Mm -hmm. his he also had legal battles to end discriminatory hiring practices in his city wow and he was appointed to new hampshire civil civil liberties commission where all of those unfortunately were overshadowed by the alien encounter he did a lot he did a lot of stuff man jesus so his obituary, the first four pages were dominated by a UFO information, and the rest of that stuff was secondary, Aww. which is really shitty. So Betty, of course, was devastated after his passing. Um, she, a lot of people, when they talked to her in the future, um, described her as still grieving for her soulmate, even like 20 years later, because she lived until 2008. So, she, I mean, yeah, she, she 30 years. Yeah, she had a, a good long life after that. 40. She did end up remarrying, but she never stopped grieving yeah. for her husband. Good. After Barney's funeral, Betty actually stopped on Route 125 at like 9 p.m. She was known after after Barney's death to go out and like UFO hunt 
to just to like see reminisce yeah yeah uh and she she saw a lot of ufos like a lot are you fucking yes. serious so after the funeral um she stopped on route 125 at like 9 p.m she got out of the car to inspect a ufo that was hovering nearby over some power lines she assured the alien she was she assumed that the aliens were curious about barney's death and where he was so she pointed toward his gravesite, and the cra- uh, the craft like rocked back and forth three or four times and then shot off in the direction of the cemetery so she would have ufo sightings consistently for the rest of her life does she think it was like the same group that got her and barney she wasn't sure Uh, it could have been different crafts it could have been all the same um but she would definitely go out the rest like the rest of her life and she would see them like hanging out on the edge of her vision every time she would look at the night sky near the end of her life she wrote a book called a common sense approach to ufos and dedicated it to quote ufos with love so some people assume that she was reminiscing about better times when Barney was alive and yeah. seeing the UFOs helped remind her of him. Mm. Yeah. In 1968, this is kind of the, the coolest part, I think, that I have. Okay. Um, a woman named Marjorie Fisher of Oak Harbor, Ohio, read Fuller's Interrupted Journey. She was an elementary school teacher and an amateur astronomer. She was intrigued by the idea of a star map, so she became determined to figure out which star from the, like, which star system the UFO came from. She assumed that one of the 15 stars on the map must be Earth's sun. So she constructed a 3D model in her living room of uh, nearby sun-like stars with thread and beads and based stellar distances off of those published in the 1969 Gliese star catalog. That is so fucking cool. Right. And what's interesting to me is the star catalog came out in 69 and the stuff that she was working off of was betty's information from like 61 okay so it's not like betty could have gone to the star guide and put in the distances how she thought they were right right so wait so what okay that's a thing that it'll make more sense in a second okay so over several years she was able to see a star system that matched the Zelta Reticuli or Zeta Reticuli double star system is the one that Betty described mm-hmm. from 1961, which hadn't been discovered until 1969. So, whoa, yes. interesting. So her work, she submitted like she contacted uh, Fuller, like she wrote him and was like, "Hey, this is what I found. It matches. This is kind of crazy." and it went to an astronomy magazine, but astronomers don't believe in aliens a lot of the time. Okay. So this was the first time that it was like, they didn't publish the work, but they talked about it in the magazine. It was like, Hey, so this is a thing that this woman came up with. What do you guys think about aliens? Let's start that conversation. So that was kind of cool. Cause she was able to identify exactly, a- exactly which one it was. 12 stars mm-hmm. because of an alien encounter. Yep. And the star map that Betty Hill saw while she was on the ship because the alien like told her, this is where we're from. This is our home star system. Here's our trade routes and here's our like less traveled distances. So Jesus. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Kind of freaks me out a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, it's cool. But oh, Lord. So psychiatrists later on suggested that the Hills abductions were actually just hallucinations brought on by being an interracial couple in the 1960s. Uh uh betty, oh my god yeah betty was still alive when this was said and she was like that's bullshit because 
our marriage was happy and all of our family was happy all of our friends didn't care like it wasn't a big deal we lived in new hampshire it's not like we had people every single day being awful to us right so that's interesting that's rude as shit yeah um other people are kind of they feel like after barney died she kind of went off the reservation a little bit yeah because see. right because of the the ufo hunting there was actually someone who accompanied her in the 70s on a ufo hunt mm-hmm. and he observed that she couldn't tell the difference between um a street light and a ufo oh no so i don't i don't know how reliable that gentleman was but that was what he kind of said later on in her life she wasn't too with it which i mean losing a partner in the way that she did i could understand yeah that still does not discredit zeta reticuli okay so. Uh, and here's just some some fun facts to end on for maybe a little uplifting. Uh, Zeta Reticuli has actually become the setting of some fiction. Uh, all of the alien movies take place in or near the star system, Zeta Reticuli. And even uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! features a collection, a collectible card with an alien on it that when played summons extraterrestrial biological entity tokens. What the fuck? Yeah, so just, I thought that would be fun, fun to put in there. That's fun. To maybe like bring it up a little bit easter eggs yeah okay yeah so that is uh barney and betty hill is the first well-known reported yeah reported abduction story wild uh, yeah it's it's something it's a lot man there's a lot going on there that was a lot yeah it's a lot lot. of information yeah it's a lot to like delve into so yeah it's probably because they had conversations with the fucking aliens on the ship yeah yeah it's it's all because betty talked to him and her dress is so like I've, i've you remember i mentioned that it's dress with like the pinkish powder on it right torn. oh yeah yes so she the day after took the dress outside and like aired it out on the line because she was i don't know and like the dust flew away so like the pinkish powder is no longer on the dress but she went to throw the dress away and then was like no i can't do that and like got it out of the trash and like hung it back up in her closet and left it there so there's been mixed reports on where the dress is some people say that it's like the government has it other people say that it's in a museum so i don't really know where the where the dress location is because i was kind of curious about like what happened to their items after um so some some i don't know someone yeah someone has it somewhere it's somewhere yeah or destroyed that is the the story of the hill abduction okay yeah wild wild ride first alien episodes see i'm not into this world like you are oh i love this you stuff love, i mean it's like i'm cool i'm cool with it mm-hmm. and it's yeah. scary and it's creepy oh it's very scary like this is more scary to me than like other paranormal stuff because like demons and shit like you just tell them to fuck off real good and hopefully they'll go away but aliens i don't know you, you talk you about them, them you should talk them you should talk them and they oh. fucking drop out of the sky like a lead ball yeah come and get your ass hey what's up i'm gonna take you for a ride no thanks who thanks sir yeah, I I would not like a ride on this bus, please. No, thanks. Please, please don't take me on the bus. Yeah, on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like us and you want to check us out some more, you can check out our website at www.hauntherIBarelyKnowHer.com. Woo! Yes, I said yeah, that right. Yeah, I like, I had it. a brain fart because I was like, did I say slash in there? I was like, there's no slash. Nah, you did it right. Okay, and on our website there is like a contact us tab, Ooh. and if you want to leave us a suggestion, Please. anything, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna denounce it. You can also throw some Correct. alien 
episodes in there. We can roll with anything you throw at us, or That's even true. if you, even even if you've had a personal experience, yes, please, and you would like to talk about it, like us to talk about it, please drop that yes. in there too, and you can tell us all about it. We will not shame or discriminate. We are all oh, about no. it. Apparently, yes, we are apparently all about it. We are I'm, all about. I'm it. all about hearing about it. I love it. It's so great. I yes. love. I, I believe in it, and I think it's great. Also, mm-hmm. you should check us out on our social media. We are on Twitter and we are on Instagram with our handle. H-H-I-B-K-H podcast. Word. Yeah, I'm very glad I didn't forget that in my Rona brain. Yeah, I'm proud so, of you. Thanks, I, I was, appreciate I it. I was expecting it a little I bit. I forgot a lot of but, things, but here we are. But here we are. I, yeah. We've been a little slow on the social media because I've had to make, make an unexpected move and so we got Rona. So Woo. we're, we're going to get back on there. We're yes. going to start doing our jam. And you can find us on there. I on Instagram and Zoe on Twitter. Yes. Come hang out with us. And we are on there doing our jam. So I hope you like this episode. This is the first Alien episode. Yeah. Let us know what you thought. Enjoy the the theme song. Yes, please. It's great. until next time, haunt her. I barely know her. Your mom. (laughs) 